Hello and welcome to Audio Gyan, an Indian podcast for those interested in design, philosophy and arts. Audio Gyan documents thoughts, ideas and insights from known and unknown gems of India who have done some remarkable work in their field of interest. Visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. This podcast is brought to you in association with Culture Shop. For those who are not aware of it, Culture Shop is a platform for some of the top cutting-edge Indian graphic artists from around the world offering affordable art and quality lifestyle products reflecting the new India. Audio Gyan along with Culture Shop, in this new season we'll be interviewing some of these brilliantly talented artists from India. Do check out cultureshop.in or visit their physical store in Bandra and newly opened in Kalagoda. All right so welcome to Audio Gyan today I have Meera Malhotra with us uh, um she's an artist associated with Culture Shop Meera is a Mumbai based visual artist and graphic designer and founder of Studio Coal Her personal work is essentially Indian witty and contemporary characterized by her visceral use of line A postgraduate from NID and BFA in applied arts, Mira's rare approach to design is rooted in logic and common sense, but enriched by her distinct aesthetic and creative flair. Her work has been featured by Curious, Red Bull Premiers, and VH1, and has represented India in Trinale Museum, Milan, and South Bank Centre, London. So, thank you, Mira, for giving us your time, and welcome to Audio Gyan. Thank you for having me, Keda. Yeah. So today's uh, discussion, we'll be try, uh, we'll try and understand like how you became an artist and slightly deep dive into art uh, uh, illustration in general. So the first thing which I wanted to ask you is, like, uh, like probably we can start off with like your introduction, right? So how did you become an artist, and uh, yeah, so what is Studio Coal also about? Okay, so I started off. Uh, I mean, I was always interested in art as a young kid, and I luckily have very supportive parents. Mm-hmm. So we are a family of very like we are always interested in the art, arts and humanities. Mm-hmm. So we are actually four si- uh, four siblings, four kids, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's a family of six basically. And all of us are somewhat interested. Like my sister is interested in literature. uh my brother is a musician uh who plays with orchestras uh, all over the place like there's a lot of stuff he does also uh, he's a multi instrumentalist and i was into art so i was always interested in drawing at a very early age my parents were most delighted by that they weren't like you know engineering medicine they were not at all like that so i was always encouraged to draw i was given drawing books i was you know i was my parents used to buy me books whenever i went out and they would show me the illustration and things like that so i got very interested in that and they were very happy with my decision to become you know an artist so it's around maybe 7th or 8th uh, standard or grade in school that my cousin who also was an art director in trikaya gray at the time mm-hmm. she told me that you know you can make a career of this and i had never thought of career mm-hmm. at that age mm-hmm. but when she told me this i was like okay this is this is getting real now shit is getting real and that's when i started mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so then you know your usual intermediate exam and all those things all those entrance exams i took and eventually i got into applied art mm-hmm. uh so applied art was all i knew really you know that like okay meaning if you our idea was like you know art means fine art mm-hmm. that kind of thing mm-hmm. 
and uh, slowly i kind of wanted more from that experience or that educational experience where i was like there has to be something more to this we have to have more of a concept mm. in our work or there has to be something more uh, than just skill mm. i think mm. so i started working once i was out of applied arts okay and um, i was in a variety of jobs and at that time the industry was very advertising oriented yeah yeah you know so it was like advertising was or nothing 10, else this is like 2006 yeah okay yeah. so around 11 years ago yeah. yeah so it was it was all about that and um, illustration was also like uh, on the horizon and if you're in a applied arts college mm-hmm. illustration is a big deal for mm-hmm. if you're if you're an illustrator you're like a god walking in college you know so mm-hmm. there was that thing that okay you can draw it's good mm-hmm. but when you go out in the industry there's actually very few options for mm-hmm. that kind of thing or yeah. Uh, or it's all skill based mm-hmm. so that's when i started like thinking like i need something more i need to be i need to have my own vision mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. so i worked for around 2 3 years mm-hmm. and uh, i was like i worked in editorial i worked in advertising and uh, after advertising especially i was like hey i don't want to do this mm-hmm. anymore <laughs> that's when i was like let me Uh, consider more options so i consider a lot of foreign options mm-hmm. but uh, being kangal i went to <laughs> i straight went to nid and anyway i'm very glad i did that mm-hmm. because it's a very indian centric course yeah, yeah. and i think that made a big difference uh, to me mm-hmm. uh, so that's where i ended up and uh, in in nid you learn you're exposed to so much yeah. so we learned strategy we start learned you know system design we learned uh, about folk arts and what you know you 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 realize that you you're seeing all these things but you don't understand what they're about where they come from what culture they emanate from yeah. and all that exposure made a very big difference i did a lot of social good projects okay. so studio coal is kind of i would say like an image making mm-hmm. uh endeavor mm-hmm. i'm not saying we are the best at image making i'm saying we are learning mm-hmm. but we do it with uh, an understanding of what has come from our culture mm. so we do a lot of other stuff that's apart from image making sometimes just to make ends meet mm-hmm. but we are interested in image making as a way of speaking to people so i think a lot of people in india like studios right now are interested in typography and that's great mm. we just don't do that mm. you know we do other things mm. or maybe uh, we do branding i think the idea of a visual language mm. for example is mm. very interesting yeah. it goes beyond just you know saying that oh i'm into typography or i'm into illustration mm. it's a language so it can it can be across mediums yeah. you know across like, across disciplines yeah. in that way so i i like that I, i like that idea of branding so we do a lot of branding we do a lot of work for social good and mm-hmm. we do a lot of illustration so it's an odd mix but mm. i enjoy it because it's challenging yeah. all the time it's not like you know i put the i put my blinkers on and i'm only looking at one mm. kind of thing so that's what studio coal is about we've been like i think doing this for 5 6 years or so so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very small two of us only right now yeah. <laughs> anyway yes yeah so like getting to the um the topic of the day which is illustration so so uh, like i would like to begin with asking wh- what is what is the characteristics of uh being uh, identified as a unique illustrator i mean every every illustration has different styles right so how uh, and 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 people are like artists are known through 
their work also like there are different strokes so they use so like yes. w- what are those uh, can you slightly tell in detail what are those characteristics so this is a kind of elusive style that people everybody wants a style mm. it's a very elusive thing to want like you know because it takes a lot of practice to get to that i think some people do say like say for my work they say we can see that there's a style but i still don't think that i have like a very discernible style but yes you can say like okay i know meera did this uh i think it's got a lot to do with uh, use of say color mm. is one thing uh so there are like if you see some illustrators uh, they use only black and white mm. and uh, that is already one telling sign that it is their work mm. um some people use thick and thin line like a varied line mm-hmm. some people use uh, line like a like a solid line that doesn't change its variation it's just a same width throughout mm-hmm. some people don't use line at all they just use flat shapes mm-hmm. do you use texture in your work do you not use texture in your work mm-hmm. what kind of colors do you use like earthy colors jewel colors mm-hmm. pop colors mm-hmm. um even further than that we can say what kind of content i think this matters even more you know uh what is the content of your illustration are they abstract shapes are they represent is is it like representational art is it something that you see and you replicate and if you do see something like if i see a you know a set of drawers for example how do i take that set of drawers and make it my own so that people know i drew it uh that the way i approach that you know that exercise i could draw it completely realistically mm. or i could take it through my lens mm. and you know filter it out and it becomes something else yeah. so if you see like picasso's work a lot of that is mm. is you know you can see that okay he's deconstructed shapes mm. or he's deconstructed the face mm. you know that kind of thing so i think that is what really gives you your style mm. and content wise uh, speaking further about content i think it's also like what you know what do you want to deal with uh are you talking about um women's lib in your like i've seen a lot of uh, new um, instagram artists who deal with women uh-huh. and the concerns of women and they only draw women you know okay. Okay. or are you thinking about uh, are you doing are you putting surreal elements in your artwork uh-huh. where you know two unrelated objects are joined together uh-huh. by by your imagination or what you put down on paper uh-huh. so all of these speak and give a certain message mm. and uh, because medium and message are related yeah. as i saw in a previous podcast yeah. i think uh, that also adds to what is portrayed mm. so if you say um, if you want to put a spin on uh, something say that's very uh, depressing mm. but you want to make it seem uh, happier you can put happier colors mm. and then it automatically becomes it goes towards i mean i mean just giving an example yeah. but it can actually be fashion to that so you won't take something that is uh, uh depressing and usually put those colors so if you do it then you're breaking a rule and then you're breaking the rule very uh, you should be breaking the rule at least mm. at least very consciously mm. that i'm using these colors to this effect mm-hmm. so all that that plays into what is the style and, of an and, artist and uh, the material play into this oh yeah so even the medium like if you use oil paint i think uh, if you read uh, essays by john berger mm. 
he talks about oil painting being a sort of a, in a certain school of thought mm. uh, of like an acquisition of wealth mm. for example mm. so he talks about that particular medium starting to signify that over time mm. uh i can't remember exactly what the essay is about but uh, it talks about uh, paintings as wealth you mm. know okay. or or depictions of my wealth so, so you would see a lot of patrons earlier um, and, and in like 17th 18th century mm. uh, i think i'm not sure of the time frame but they used to commission paintings from artworks of themselves with their possessions in the back mm. so it was a description of like this is how this is my authority this mm. is my wealth mm. so even if you see like pictures or paintings of east india company mm. or if you see paintings of kings mm. they have their wealth in the background or there are velvet curtains or there is you know so this is this is what becomes your uh, signature it become it becomes like it becomes affiliated to what oil painting is oh. and then over time it becomes something where the medium again gets meshed into what the message is mm. so watercolor i usually like if you were to imagine watercolor it's like a lot of very dreamy or ethereal kind of uh, so you see a lot of illustrators on instagram actually doing that like my friend kaveri she does a lot of work that feels very dreamy and playful and whimsical because she uses watercolor because watercolor is a very sort of a medium you can flirt with like that you know so that adds to it yes the medium definitely so if you're using material like paper also that would uh, like paper as a uh, with dimension mm. it will add to what you're doing so it will add to the message mm. so definitely yes so i'm slightly hopping between uh, your personal thing and the kind of work you're doing yeah uh, so yeah uh, is like in culture shop i believe you had given one quote uh, or i think it's on your website i don't remember exactly but your work is overall rooted in logic and common sense yeah so yeah. can you elaborate more on that what it means So I put that in there because I think a lot of uh, people approach illustrators I'm not fully an illustrator I do graphic design I do visual art I don't want to just remain limited to illustration because um because it doesn't make money honestly otherwise I would be pretty committed to illustration <laughs> but um I think at a certain time in your career you have to be like okay got to earn some money yeah. so I think um Anyway what like my education in in NID taught me that you should uh, do your design deliberately with purpose and intention mm. so um i think that gave me a very logical rooted side like a very left brain kind of uh, approach to my work mm. whereas on applied arts is a lot about school uh, so, sorry sorry it's a lot about skills not mm. school mm. it's a lot about skill and it's a lot about uh, aesthetic and it looks good mm. um there is a purpose to it but it's it's not as um, i would say rooted in like you know logic as my approach from nid so i think like when clients come to me especially i'll be like you know i have both mm-hmm. i can i can tell you what is required for your brand because of a, from a strategy point of view but i'm also you know i'm also not like i'm going to be like hardcore like let's measure this uh, intricately you know and i'm not like that mm. i like the idea of uh, you know evoking emotion mm. in the person who's looking at your design work i really want that so it's not all about function you know for me it's all it's about like but still it form and function right? like oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. takes detailing i think uh, i meant to say like you know i won't be like 
five pixels here and you know I'm not I'm, I won't calculate things as much but I do do some of that I think it's like uh, I think I'm kind of like a cross between graphic design and illustration even my illustration style is kind of bordering on that so I think I look at it that way at least yeah the next one which I wanted to ask you is that uh, I read your interview in uh, my creative wall mm-hmm. where you mentioned uh, design slash art uh, is kind of vague and cannot be learned from school or uh, from a textbook. Yeah. Uh, can you also elaborate on that? What what exactly do you do? You, like, did you want it to say? Yeah. So I think that um, when you go to design school, or even if you go to applied arts, hmm. um, a lot of your education isn't somebody sitting and showing you like a formula. You hmm. know, it's not. Uh, I think most industries. Uh, recognize and appreciate creativity mm. but um, in this case no one can teach you to be creative no one can teach you to feel what you're drawing mm. you know mm. to, to feel a certain feeling when you're looking at something no one can dictate that for you mm. so I think it's it's built on repeated exposure anyway most learning is but mm. it design if you were to teach design or art to somebody I think it there's a lot of uh, reliance on exposure and uh, practice and the discipline of coming to it every day or engaging with other people's work or engaging with your own work, standing back, criticizing it. Uh, it's not like, you know, draw 10 circles until you get perfect at it and and automatically people will then be like, oh, your design or art is good. It's not like that. It, it does require a lot of uh, your own input. You cannot be passive. You have to be active in your own. Uh, if you want to become, because creativity is valued more. You have to develop a voice, I think, more than anything. So, I don't think it can be taught by teachers, you know, sitting in class. Uh, even in NID, we used to have courses where they would push us out into, like, go to a village and then see what is going on and record your observations. Because life is different there from what you're, what you're accustomed to. So that exposure changes you, you know, it, it helps you reflect on, okay, I thought this was the only way things were done, but there are other th- other ways to do it. So that opens up a multitude of possibilities. More I think that, yeah. much more perspective, yeah. And I think that's very important because uh, even as a studio, you have all kinds of clients coming to you. So you, you need to be able to understand first their point of view and be empathetic to them. Mm-hmm. So that broadening of your perspective has to happen. And uh, you also have to uh, be able to implement several kinds of, you know, for several kinds of clients, you have to implement design solutions. So I think, yeah, you have to, you just can't learn that in a classroom. You really can't. And I think it goes with most design industries, like the same thing can be said. Yeah, Yeah, makes sense completely. Uh, Yeah, and actually this was the last question which i wanted to ask you and which we also spoke about on the phone that yeah. um, so the question is like how do you break boundaries of art and still be relevant so i'll i'll give you the context which is uh, there are certain artworks uh, or artwork rather uh, which try and defy certain things uh, the traditional norms or whatever like mm-hmm. things stuff yeah. like that and uh, or what we call as ahead of time right, right? Yeah. so uh, how can one uh, how can an artist break those barriers and defy and take a different path and uh, go all out in creating something 
and still be relevant to the user for, for so like for me at least when i go to art galleries or anywhere uh, i i what i understand is the balance from my knowledge so i just love it or it's like i i don't know what it is right but there are yeah but there are certain uh, art because this is very subjective uh, uh, form of art right so when you look at it either you like it or you don't understand or you you don't like it yeah. but then how do you how do you make it likable or how do you make it uh, you completely express yourself yeah. but still it it communicates something to the to the audience to the viewer so that i think is the difference between uh, your last particular that line that you said yeah. how do you make it likable yeah. uh, or like at least have meaning to the viewer yeah. or make sense to the viewer yeah. Yeah. i think that's the difference between like fine art and like illustration or graphic design or something like that okay. that is the difference because uh, i can't speak as an authority on fine art at yeah. all even though i do like work i engage with people's work or yeah. in fine art but uh, i think with fine art if you know the background of the pieces generally it tends to add it's kind of like an acquired taste like okay. why does this whiskey taste better than that like you know you know where it comes from you know how it's made all those things matter probably mm-hmm. so that's what i can say for fine art because i'm not an authority on that mm-hmm. but i would say for illustration uh, it's a lot of understanding trends mm-hmm. for one it's about understanding culture but it's about understanding the mass mm-hmm. you know like what are people liking right now mm-hmm. what are people engaging with and why mm-hmm. so um, i think uh, like if you if you look now at the all the kind of illustration coming out you as i said before you see a lot of women centric work mm-hmm. you seeing a lot of uh, for some reason a lot of plants because a lot of people have gotten to gardening recently mm-hmm. i think that could be because we are always in these spaces which are so shut and four walls mm-hmm. and that people have started appreciating you know the beauty of plants this is my this is my take on it but i try to understand it from that point of view uh i think i i have the same i have the same issue when i'm dealing with how to make a product that we you know want to sell mm. so uh, like i sell a lot of my pro- products my own products which i produce and everything on culture shop so there are t-shirts and things that i make i make the artwork and culture shop produces them but there are also things that i produce so i produce so i basically have to figure out the material i have to figure out from concept onwards whether people will be interested in something like this in the first place mm-hmm. and whether this is something that they would buy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and if i want to do something interesting in the design field mm-hmm. how do i tackle that and also make it viable for me to put it out you know in the sense that how do i make money on this and also do something cool and new and unique mm-hmm. so like we did a zine uh, last year called unfolding sari mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know if you've seen that have yeah, you seen, seen that? that yeah okay so it's a, it's a zine in the shape of a sari mm-hmm. and uh, i debuted it at the east london comic arts festival where mm-hmm. i was uh, working i was like displaying my work with uh, my collective kadak mm-hmm. and um, i had to take a decision at that point that you know i have like 10 ideas mm. we always have a lot of ideas at the studio mm. and they're all in different stages of progression yeah. but at some point you have to figure out what will work mm. you know and what uh, some some are very ambitious projects so you're like you know let me get into that later mm. let me figure out you you know, create tests into the market mm. like you test something out yeah. so unfortunately sari is a bit of a test in in a way 
to understand like uh, whether people are attached to material mm. okay mm. so i i thought like i'm making it out of a really cheap paper mm. like literally the sheets we use were like 3 rupees mm. per sheet <laughs> Okay, so I got three zines out of each sheet. So there one, I only paid one rupee for the paper. I paid a lot of money for the hangar, but yeah, I paid only one rupee for each zine's paper. But uh, it was trying to understand that is paper really valuable? Uh, are you looking at something as a luxury item, or is it is it if I create it in such a novel format that you are you don't care what material it was created out of? You will be like, I love this because of what's printed on it. I love the way it's folded. I love the way it's presented. i love its content and that overshadows what the material is and mm. the material actually becomes because it was inspired by the that cheap paper that you get on flyers in the bazaar yeah. right yeah. uh it was inspired by that so how do i make that which is considered cheap and tacky how do i make it cool you mm. know so that's what that's when i had to kind of engage with it so i thought to myself that okay there are lots of uh women who are interested in the saree but mm. they don't you know whenever we think of the saree it's traditional and it's boring and a lot of fashion magazines will do something wild to uh, to it and i'm like why don't we do yeah it's it's you know it's like a it's like what your mom wears kind of thing and people have been trying to contemporize it but i thought this is a good way to do it ourselves and the content within it also is uh, challenging its tradition in a sense like is the saree modest because that's what like this mother teresa wore a saree yeah. indira gandhi wore a saree but uh, it's also kind of very sexy no i mean you have like uh, mandakini dancing in a wet saree in mm-hmm. bollywood uh, songs and men will always say like oh saree is the sexiest thing yeah. and all that so we presented in a way that it's relevant i think to younger audiences mm-hmm. who will be like wow this is like this gorilla zine where uh, we are redefining what the saree is and what it means to women today you know mm-hmm. so it was an ex- experiment in lots of ways i i'll i'll uh, it was a lot of surprises along the way while making it but i think that's what you have to get you have to get the audience for it and you have to understand what does this audience like and what mm-hmm. do they want so you have to kind of study trends all the time mm-hmm. so you see what people are doing you have you can't let go of that if you do that then your uh, practice is gone you have to be aware of what people are doing But you have to be aware of to, like art for making art sick so because i'm not an authority on that i can say that uh, it's way more niche mm-hmm. i think if you want to challenge the boundaries of uh, what art is you either uh, i don't know like <laughs> i don't know about that but i think uh, you can say what has become a rule what has become an established norm and if you are confident enough to think that i don't have to go by an established norm mm. and then you strike out and do some you have an idea to do something very very differently then yes you can break those boundaries mm-hmm. but uh, i i think i can i can express it really well if i take an example of how um, you know modern design came about mm. uh, if you see like art before like like a, f- a century or two centuries ago mm. it was very ornamental mm. right uh, a lot of the book arts everything and i i told you i can't speak on paintings and stuff like that but a lot of the art was very ornamental if you look at old books there was ornament around it mm. and all that and then i think uh, even the furniture had a lot of yeah it was just like you know it's like all stuck on to something like there was a lot of ornamentation and i love that work also 
but i appreciate but i think this is really cool when people started thinking like let's you know take away things let's mm. make it simpler let's make it modern and that's what modern graphic design is like swiss graphic design the minimalistic idea uh, so like you strip away all the you know the beauty and the you know maybe a chair is ugly let it be ugly or let it be uh, let it not be something that has to blow your mind in the way it looks or the aesthetic let it be stripped down to its function mm. so i think a lot of uh, charles eames work is quite like that mm. so i think at that around that time uh, somebody called uh, somebody published a paper called ornament is crime something something or something to that effect so i thought it was interesting because they decided that ornament is not needed and they went away with it so this was like not one single artist but multiple artists and designers mm. started adopting that methodology so i think it's like question an established norm i think something else i was reading the other day again which is a which is a good argument for this is like when seinfeld the comedy sitcom mm. came about so earlier when when you watched sitcoms they were all about family sitcoms mm. if you notice like there's full house or silver spoons or different strokes we used to watch a lot i used to watch a lot of these growing up in yeah. the gulf you know and uh, it was always a family situation Correct. you know Correct. or you call you'd call a sitcom by the name of their surname like the hogans or something like that mm. and uh, somebody said like the seinfeld was like what if we just drop that one thing mm. we'll do a sitcom but it won't be about a family it will be about adults mm. uh, adults meaning families of uh, with adults but there will be no kids in this mm. it will not be about a family and he drops that one thing and that's how seinfeld became such a big thing and paved it the way for like comedies like friends mm. or you know where there are groups of young people and how they adjust to their lives etc mm. i think the same can be said for uh, a band like or like punk music for mm. example so if you look at classic rock and all that people used to and i'm i'm talking about this like as an analogy to art and illustration yeah, yeah. but uh, everybody used to do it a certain way there was like there was a focus on learning the guitar and playing it really well mm. and punk music was supposed to be democratic in that sense is that you can't play like any chords on a guitar mm. screw this like you know that doesn't mean that you can't make music why should it mean that mm. why should you have that entry level mm. uh, you can see this also in out like outside in our art mm. uh thing you can see it in in the art field you can see it with outsider art mm. so these are people who aren't trained through like a fine art school mm. or trained to academically yeah. yeah in fact even if you see schools of painting mm. in history mm. they were schools they taught you to paint in a certain style it was mm. kind of almost institutionalized that you must paint like this mm. don't paint your own ideas mm. don't paint your own feelings but it takes a long time to figure out that this is what i think and i want to paint that or this is what i think and i want to draw that uh, there's a miles davis quote also he says it damn it takes a really long time to uh, sound like yourself mm, yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> i love that quote because it is so hard it's so easy to look at everybody else's work and just you know copy and assimilate mm. but it's really hard to close off those inspiration now it's even become harder because there's something called pinterest but like pinterest and instagram you shut them off and you try to figure out what you want to do or how you want to do things then it's it's going to take time yeah it's going to take time because uh, you have to learn not to listen to other people so i think that is maybe yeah. the answer you are looking yeah, for in the question the answer, yeah. okay good good cool, cool. so i think that's the big thing yeah cool
Uh, I think we'll conclude uh, with one we'll last question. So, what are the so next plans? Next what, what, what are you up to, and what uh, what can we see? Oh, in this is the fun part. Yeah, of studio call. Uh, well, um, we are doing a lot of work uh, with uh, toys, mm-hmm. and we're also so like movable toys, mm-hmm. you know, because we have a India has a rich history of uh, toys that move, mm-hmm. dynamic toys. Mm-hmm. So we are looking to like. Uh, you know, uh, study these mechanisms. Uh, we've already done quite a bit of work in that department, but we are now finessing the, these products and putting them out there. Yeah. So, move, movable toys and toys that are interactive because we, we also really like the notion of toy design. I've done some toys also in the past. That's one thing. Second thing is we'll be releasing a new website in a few months, in a couple of months, which will also be featuring a new branding. So, you'll see much more projects than we otherwise show. Um, uh, thirdly, we're working on new zines also. Sorry, new? New zines. Oh. And we're working a lot on content. So these are la- larger zines than Unfolding the Sari, which was like a f- fold-out comic. Mm-hmm. But uh, this will be like multiple pages and oh. uh, really, really quite research-led. Mm-hmm. So we're working on all these. So it's cool. quite an exciting thing, actually. <laughs> I'm quite excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. I think, uh, yeah, this is a good note to end this. Uh, thanks, uh, Meera, for giving your time. And it was a pleasure talking to you. Very nice to be here. <laughs> so that's it from today's GAN session. Stay tuned for more GAN on Audio GAN next week. Till then, bye. Bye.